And oftentimes we're just running from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, but you can just take out a timer on your phone, hit one minute and sit there in silence because what's happening in the silence is you're allowing yourself to settle down. Now, if you're not accustomed to silence, most people resist it because they realize how loud their mind is. And they're hearing like, I gotta do this. This is a waste of time. I don't have time to take, like all the thoughts are going by. But what I often like to remind people of is we have over 60,000 thoughts a day, 60,000 thoughts a day. Of those 60,000, 80% are negative and 95% are repetitive, meaning like the same busted crusty thoughts you were thinking the other day, right? But if I can push the pause button or ring the gong or whatever, right? I can actually take a step back and watch those trains go by right? I can watch the thoughts go by. I don't need to clear my mind. I don't need to pretend like nothing's going on, but I can let them pass until I see a train that would actually be useful and is more true. That's what I mean by like, there's that surface layer, like I want to create whatever. And it's like, okay, really, what are you, what are you, what are we doing here? Right. And that's where like the coaching comes into play. Most of us never learned how to train our brains, which is why most of us needlessly settle struggle, and worse, suffer. My name is Chris Doris, and I want to make brain training mainstream. This is my series, Tough Talks, Conversations on Mental Toughness. I'm interviewing badasses from all walks of life on what mental toughness means to them and their unique approaches to strengthening their minds. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Tough Talks, Conversations on Mental Toughness. I'm your host, Chris Doris. And before we get to our guest today, our housekeeping item as usual is if you're not getting my daily dose messages, your daily dose mental toughness tips in 30 seconds or less every morning uh, in your email inbox around 6 a.m. around there, wherever you are on the planet. If you're not getting those every day and if you're not getting notifications of my new blog posts, which go out every Tuesday, and if you're not getting notifications of these new Tough Talks uh, podcast episodes every other Thursday, then let's go ahead and resolve that situation, shall we? By going to ChristopherDoris.com backslash lists, L-I-S-T-S, ChristopherDoris.com backslash lists, and name, email, click, and you get all the goodies. Our guest today, her name is Teresa Campbell. People call her Coach T. I'm going to read you a bit of her bio. And I'm going to tell you her title, which isn't in her bio. And I love her title. And she's going to school us up on something huge. Huge. This is the first. Teresa Campbell is the founder and CEO of Her Life, Her Legacy. It's a leadership development organization dedicated to the power of deep listening. As a leadership coach, author, and lifelong learner, she helps you find and listen to what matters most. Teresa, lovingly known by her clients as Coach T., Serves humbly with an unwavering focus on service. She has over a decade's worth of experience in the business and corporate world, has led multi-million dollar sales and marketing initiatives with like companies like Ford, right? Uh, her work has been featured in the likes of Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, Ford Motor Company, Women's Executive Exchange of Central Florida, and uh, Journey by Afrotainment. As a self-proclaimed lifelong leader, Teresa is committed to mastery. She's a graduate of Michigan State University. Go Green! That's her language. <laughs> I got nothing against MSU. I'm a Villanova guy, so we got no issues here. Rece received her MBA from Rollins College and is proudly coached by the world's top leadership experts. Teresa believes that to be uh, the best one gets to. I like that she's, I had to read it a couple of times. Not needs to, but she puts gets to in there. I like that. Teresa believes that to be the best one gets to learn from the best. It's this attitude of growth, faith, and possibility that drives her mission in life. She's the proud author of three books of her most recent work, Just Listen, Creating Confidence in Yourself, Others, and God, is set to be released in the fall of 2021. I'm recording this in mid-May of 2021, so we got a little bit of time. She currently resides in Orlando, Florida, with her husband, Craig, and her two children. Her title is Master Listening Instructor, and we are about to get schooled up, and I'm going to ask her if she'll take us through why. Why does that even matter? Like, what do we stand to benefit by becoming, investing, right, in becoming better listeners? And then, and then she's going to give us some, like, right, how? Like, some nuggets, all right? So let's go. She's here. Coach T, where are you at? 
Founder. Here she is, Coach <laughs> T. What's happening? Hi. A little bit of everything. How are yeah. you? Oh, good. Yeah. Well, this is, the, this is the best damn day of my life. I'll take it. Yeah, right on. You know, I started that ritual about a year ago where uh, when people, well, first of all, when I wake up first thing in the morning, I make that declaration. So that's what I'm mm. done. This is like a little promotion for that whole practice, right? Which is to- I have, what's go that? ahead. I said, I have a similar practice, like feet hit the ground and there's a declaration, so. Oh, really? Is it a declaration that you can say out loud that you want to Sure. Show? It's be still and know that I am love. Well, that's beautiful. I don't start moving right away, but it's like a reminder. Right, of <laughs> <be> <laughs> that's spectacular. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. So uh, you're the first guest that I've had of, uh, I think we're somewhere in the 70s in our episodes and uh, whose title is Master Listening Instructor. Mm, yes. Yeah. So um, I'm wondering if it's okay with you, if we could have this be like a lesson. Absolutely. Where you instruct us on sure. how to become, how to be master listeners. So before we get into that, um, why? Let's talk about the why and then let's go into how. Perfect. Like, yeah, okay. So why do we care? Why, why is it so important to be a masterful listener? Well, listening is the thing that we do the most next to breathing. And yet let, less than 5% of the adult population has had any formal like listening education or formal training. So it's the thing we do the most next to breathing and yet there's zero education. How fascinating. I love that yeah. you just said that because that's a thing I have never thought of before. Next to breathing, it's the thing that we do the most. <laughs> that yeah. is so great. And there's no formal training. You're right. Well, there is, but less than 5% of the adult population has had any formal training. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, did, I mean, I had some training in my master's degree program in counseling, which mm -hmm. makes sense. Right. But I didn't have anything in grade school. I didn't have anything no. in high school. I didn't have anything in college. Me either. Not until a master's program. <laughs> and it was a leadership course that at the end of it, I said, this was not a leadership course. This was a listening course. It was like disguised as leadership. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So but where do we stand? I know it sounds like an obvious question and I love obvious sure. questions because a lot of times they're not so damn obvious. Right. 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 In fact, there's a lot, it's not obvious at all. Why, no. why are we missing out <clears throat> for lack, for most of us, the complete lack of education on how to be a true masterful listener? Right. What are we missing? So I want to address master okay. before I address what we're missing. So anybody who's committed to mastery or considers himself a master knows that they're forever the student. Right. So if somebody looks and says, oh, you're a master, I had um, participants in a class say, you're the guru. It's like, no, no, no. I just practice this over and over and over and over. And I know that my learning never ends. And to answer your question around why, why aren't we doing this? Why don't we know? Maybe you can repeat your question to show how good I was just listening. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So it's what are we missing out, right? So uh, okay. having not had formal training on how to be a phenomenal listener, what are we missing on? Which is basically another way of saying what's our incentive to invest like real effort into strengthening significantly. Absolutely. So oftentimes, oftentimes we're missing the, the full picture, right? We're missing the big picture. We're missing we're missing an entire like embodied experience because most people will think of listening as, oh, what did I hear through my ears? Not what did I take in with all five of my senses? So I can see you right now and that's a form of listening. So I can see you and every message that comes in, whether it's through my eyes, whether it's through my ears, whether it's through what I smell, like messages can have a taste to them, right? Like see, touch, feel, all the five senses. It's like, if I'm willing to listen with all five senses, not going to go to the sixth sense realm, right? But if I'm willing to listen in all of those ways, I'm going to more often than not experience or hear something that I didn't hear had I only been listening with my ears. And a very simple example is oftentimes you can 
cast somebody and say, hey, how you're doing? And they're like, I'm great, right? But you can see that that great was kind of like, are you really, right? But if we're just listening through the ears, I just hear I'm great versus if I hear somebody say, I'm great, right? Everything's great. And you can, there's, there's this other thing going on on a person's face. There's this other physicality that we're often missing if we're only listening to what we hear. So if I'm really slowed down and I'm fully present, it's all five senses. What am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I experiencing in my own body? Because oftentimes we're listening to ourselves and our reaction to things, but I want to slow down long enough to actually take in a full picture message. And that requires practice. That requires getting on, being comfortable, being uncomfortable with somebody who might be, um, like maybe fidgety or talking really fast or like just being comfortable with what's in that moment. Oh. I can only, I can only hear that if I'm fully present, all five senses listening. Okay. So, all right. So given that, yeah. what are some of the things that those of us without real awareness of this and practice in becoming a masterful listener, what are we missing on? What are like some of the most important things that we miss out on for lack of mastery in the realm of, of listening? You miss truly hearing what somebody is saying. Because hmm. there's always the first layer and then there's usually a layer underneath what's on the surface. And if I'm willing to listen oh. and encourage somebody to keep talking and me not have an answer. Like even how we started the podcast today, I was like, I could, it's like, okay, let's settle in. Like there's all this energy. It's like some, some of it's nerves, some of it's excitement. And then it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So whenever I'm bringing people into a listening learning space, I open every session the same way. And it's with three minutes of silence. Oh, wow. That's three minutes cool. of silence every time. So they, everybody comes in, there's all the chit chat, there's the kind of nervous, whatever, what are we going to learn? And then it's like, okay, everybody, let's settle in and create our listening in advance of what we're going to do. And it always starts like this. Mm. Right? That, you just took me straight back to a Deepak Chopra event to, to the first one, which was in Sedona, where they, it's part of the deal where when people are on break, they're out chit-chatting and somebody will bring one of those bowls or, or, or chimes, yeah. whatever it is, and just bam. And as soon as everybody hears that, it, mid-sentence, shut up. That's great. I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally think about how I can integrate that into my own work is starting with silence. It changes everything because I'll ask people, hey, what do you hope to create? You know, what do you hope to create today? What do you hope to hear? And it's all like, ah, everybody's excited. And then it's like three minutes of silence. Everybody settles in, creating their listening in advance of the session. And then I come back and ask the exact same question. And more often than not, the answer is different because oh. everybody's settled in. Go ahead. That's so okay, we're slowing this down. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite part of podcasting is when when you, you know, nuggets get dropped like that. These are the takeaways, right? This is me yeah. being able through you to fulfill my pledge to have people get real takeaways. So, mm. you know, so let's let's talk a little bit more about what's going on during the silence, because this is cool. And mm. and I want I would want to hear you unpack the language creating their listening. So those words yes. might sound a little weird. Like to a lot of people, Create, yes. creating their listening isn't a sentence that is popular. No, but I guarantee you people have created their listening of this podcast mm. prior to us even talking, right? You could have a, a loyal listener who's been listening since episode one, who just is like, here we go. I'm going to get a nugget. This is going to like, and they might not actually be deeply listening, but they might be listening on their commute. They might want to pick out one thing and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's a created listening in advance. It's no different than somebody going to a training before and finding out the subject of something that they've heard before. And they're like, man, this sucks. Like, I don't want to listen to this. Like I've already learned about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I just made that up. Right. So it's like, they've already created their listening that they already know this and there's nothing here for them. 
And that in and of itself creates their experience of the next 90 minutes or whatever the training is. And guess what? They get nothing out of it because they've heard it before. Whereas if I can slow everybody down and invite them to create their listening in advance of whatever we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Everything shifts. It's like, okay, what would you love to create from your listening? I want to create a breakthrough. I want to create an insight. I want to create a shift in my marriage. I want like, and all of that can come through listening if we're willing to slow down long enough to settle down, right? Hit the golden pause button or whatever you want to call it and just get really clear. And oftentimes we're just running from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, but you can just take out a timer on your phone, hit one minute and sit there. And silence, because what's happening in the silence is you're allowing yourself to settle down. Now, if you're not accustomed to silence, most people resist it because they realize how loud their mind is. And they're hearing like, I got to do this. This is a waste of time. I don't have time to take, like all the thoughts are going by. But what I often like to remind people of is we have over 60,000 thoughts a day, 60,000 thoughts a day. Of those 60,000, 80% are negative and 95% are repetitive, meaning like the same busted crusty thoughts you were thinking the other day, right? But if I can push the pause button or ring the gong or whatever, right? I can actually take a step back and watch those trains go by, right? I can watch the thoughts go by. I don't need to clear my mind. I don't need to pretend like nothing's going on, but I can let them pass until I see a train that would actually be useful and is more true. That's what I mean by like, there's that surface layer, like I want to create whatever. And it's like, okay, really, what are you, what are you, what are we doing here? Right. And that's where like the coaching comes into play. What do you mean? That's where the, what do you mean? That's where the coaching comes. So it's, I'm teaching, but then there's also a coaching component of, of my business. Right. So when, if I'm coaching somebody and they come into a session and they're just like, like talking a lot and this is going, it's like. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, like a, that was a, uh, right or a freaky stick right spray them with a water like it's like yeah. hey well, and i'll often say like just put your hands on your heart right and then that brings everybody back into the right here right now present moment where i can hear what's actually going on i can hear what somebody really wants i can hear what's in the way I can be present enough to ask another question. I can look at somebody and say, like, I can tell if somebody looks confused and I could say, you look confused. Tell me about that. Or I can hear, cause I'm still enough that I can hear somebody like, like make a sigh and I can inquire about that sigh. If I'm in a deep place of listening or if somebody chuckles, I can say, what was that laugh about, right? You're really like a presence coach. Sure. I'm hearing you. It's like the same <laughs> thing, right? Because yeah. how can I be a great listener if I'm not present? It's a, that's impossible. But the way I'm hearing you right now it yeah. is impossible. Like this Correct. is not going to go up <laughs> ever. And I can ever. never listen well if I'm not present. And, and I want to get a little selfish here if I could for a minute. Because sure. I'm Because podcasting is an interesting thing. I still consider myself pretty new at this. And uh, it's a little challenging, primarily for what we are discussing. As an interviewer, mm. I like I got my notes over here, right? And I got a, an agenda, and I want to make sure we get the things. I want to make sure I serve my audience. I want to make sure I serve you. And and I find myself every single time getting distracted. I want to make sure, as a host, that I have something next. Right. Mm, Like, yeah. And I think that's taken delete. I think it is absolutely taking me out of the, the true listening, like, like the belief that I have to be prepared for what's next. And I don't know, I've never taken a damn class on interviewing. So I don't know what that whole deal, like what, what the pros say about that. But a part of me feels like I would never, like I could do my prep and then lose myself in presence of dialogue and not have to worry about any of that and just be completely present with you. Now there's another part of me that's like, yeah, but there are things you want to make sure you got to. Right. Help so I now coach. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, 
even just the language, yeah, but tells me who's talking, right? So I'll break that down. I'll often say like at any given point in time, this is my belief, like Coach T's belief. You don't have to take it, but I believe that at any point we're either listening to ourselves, somebody else, or God, right? My belief, you don't, right? But if I'm hearing, and if I'm listening to myself, I know there's two voices happening, right? There's two listenings. There's a useful listening, which is often a loving, service-oriented, um, not always feel good, but it's love because sometimes there's tough love, right? It's a useful listening because it's going to help me. Sorry, I'm, I'm adjusting my, my earbuds. Um, and then there's non-useful listenings, which often create a sense of fear. So in my work, I'm often asking, who are you listening to and how is it serving you? And anytime somebody, a voice inside of me comes in and says, yeah, but that's an, that's a, that's an egoic voice that's here to protect you, keep you safe, make sure that you're covering your agenda. And it's okay to listen to that voice so long as it's serving you. So as I listen to you, it's like, you understand you want to serve your audience. You want to serve like your listeners, you want to serve your host, you want yourself, the guests, like everybody want, you want to serve everybody. So I might just put on a little sticky note, self, host, audience, right? And if I'm fully present, I can ask myself in a moment of maybe taking a sip of water, if there's a, a natural pause, because I'm not racing to fill the silence. That's another thing. Whenever I do listening workshops, right? Yeah, yeah. I will have when we were, you know, pre-COVID, um, I would have, you know, how you have those little table tents and everybody shows like, my name is Chris, right? I always have an empty seat with a name tag that sits there. Can you see that? Yeah. Right? So there's always a seat at the table for silence. So I don't have, I don't, it's a visual that I don't have to fill the silence and there can, <laughs> right? Tell me why you're laughing. Okay, no, see, there you go. I see you doing the work right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so perfect because you're reminding me of a great story. <laughs> well, uh, two things. One mm -hmm. is that <laughs> like as a podcaster, where a lot of people are only listening to this as they're out on their walks or their bike rides or their drives. Silence isn't necessarily um, the thing I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I don't want it to be something I want to avoid either. Like when I, my, when I used to drive a car a lot, <clears throat> uh, it was like a rolling library. And one of the, right. right? And I would listen to like Eckhart Tolle the power of now <laughs> and he would just shut up yeah for like so long that i'm like <laughs> i'm like oh, it's broken again <laughs> and right like, i'm like wait it ain't broken because there's still time was wrong. <laughs> he just ain't saying shit he was, he, <laughs> and he's just like whatever man i don't care i know it's an audio program you paid for it get over it I'll talk when I'm ready. And then the other one that reminded me of this when I was, I went to India <laughs> and I did the coolest personal development experience I've had in my life was at a place called the Oneness University. I always talk about it because it's so great. And one night I was out front of the condo I was staying in and uh, just a beautiful night kicking it. And down the path comes walking the founder's son who runs the place as the business. And then his okay. best friend who is the main teacher Okay. Okay. And his name is Ananda Giriji, which okay. translates from Sanskrit into mountain of bliss. So here they come <laughs> walking down and I'm with my friend who's from India, knows them really well. And, and, you know, and my friend starts talking to the founder's son and then Ananda Giriji and I are standing there and staring at each other. <laughs> and he's just smiling. <laughs> And I'm just getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hammer right. the silence thing. We are hammering this. Right. So, uh, and I'm all goofy. And I start, I just like, I'm so stupid. I just want to fill the silence. Mm. Right. And I go, 
you're such a good storyteller, which is true, but I'm just <laughs> only saying it because I'm so awkward with this. He's just staring right in my eyes <laughs> with a smile. Right. And, and he, and I love this dude. So when he goes like this, he goes, <laughs> come on, man, speak, bro. I'm like, you're killing me over here. And, uh, and I, I don't know, I don't even remember what I said after that, but I, I wasn't cool with the silence, but I did notice how uncomfortable I was and mm -hmm. how, how he didn't care. Like he wasn't being a jerk. Right. He, he didn't need to rescue me from my pain in that moment. Well, I'm so glad you shared that because like the, the world that we live in today, there's very, you have to create silence if you want it, right? So it's like, if you think about before we came on, it's like phones, airplane mode, right? We had to create the space oh. to listen. Otherwise it's like, here comes the call, here comes the text here. Oh, let's have this TV on in the background. Like whenever I do my sessions, I tell people, this is, this is your chance to turn the music off. If you're driving, stop it. Or like, please don't even participate, come back because all of that, any form of distraction is going to take you out of the listening, right? That's what I meant by you're going to miss the whole picture. There's, there's a paradox in this, I think. Mm -hmm. hear you're calling this like like why would i be tempted to have the other stimulus going on and maybe part of that or all of it is the belief i might miss something <laughs> yeah you like fear of missing out of like what's happening over there versus right here right now yeah but if you had a listening that where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be or a declaration i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be i don't care what's going on over there, because I know exactly where I am is exactly where I'm supposed to be. That's another reason why I mean, like I wanna create how I listen to myself, especially knowing that there's 80% negative trains going by. So how I listen to myself, how I create myself through my listening, that's the name of the game. If you wanna talk about mental toughness, get quiet. And a lot of times people don't want to sit in silence because they're afraid of hearing their own voice. Oh. So when I was in that graduate school class, um, the professor started our very first day with three minutes of silence. And we all were looking, these like working professionals, like we worked all day, it's like six o'clock at night, we got three hours. And he was like, we're gonna spend three hours, three minutes of silence. And the first time he did that, I was like, what is happening? Like, I was just like, my mind was racing. I got super uncomfortable. I was sweating in like my armpits. I was like, what is this? Then I wanted to cry. There was all of this like stuff going on. And then he simply said, thank you. When it was over, I was by far from like calm. I was like, what in the world was that? Right. Because so much of our existence is spent with all this background noise on. And then fast forward to when I had my quarter life crisis and graduated and ended up in his office, like crying, saying, I don't know what happened in your class, but you did this. Like you created this, like an opening for me to hear what was true for me. It's like, I don't want to continue to climb the corporate ladder in this way. And there is this other desire of my heart. And I don't like, it was all of these things. And what I realized was the reason I was crying was it was because it was the first time I was hearing my own voice. Oh. So, so often we're taking on listenings from our parents or from society or from our friends. And it's like, yeah, that's the listening of society. And we take them on as our own and we take them on as truth. And then in silence, when we get still and say, what would I actually love? I see it all the time with people I'm sitting with. It's like, they're often either laughing or crying or having this like visceral experience because they're touching on what's true for them. And I often share oh, a few years back, there was, um, you've probably seen like the viral video of like people getting cochlear implants for the first time. So oh, that way they could hear yeah, and they say, yeah. they say something and then they just start like crying and they're right. holding each other. But that's what's waiting for us. Mm. Mm. Whoa. Oh, okay. Preach. <laughs> let's let's get that one. Oh boy oh boy oh my god what a brilliant analogy that is it's maybe not even an analogy just the same i guess it's an analogy but wow i have goosebumps coach t 
Because, yeah, I think most of us have seen that viral video, which is just so moving, right? Someone experiencing the gift of sound for the first time moves them to tears. Because Their just, voice and sound, so inside, out, like they don't even know what, even. Yeah. yes, because so that was like, yeah. it's, it, that's what I mean, full yeah. five senses, bring them all in. Mm. And, and you're saying, for those of us who have perfectly fine hearing, <laughs> that's a fun sentence. I know. Uh, right. Um, perfectly fine hearing as the sense, our ears work. Yes. Then um, that's still what we're missing. So if you're saying, and I love that you said that. So if we slow down and up and really invest in strengthening our listening, then we will be moved to the core in similar ways. Yes. And your life can change. That's what I mean by it. I, I fully believe that. And you can create whatever you want through listening. And I think we have a, um, a mutual friend, coach of mine, mentor, John Patrick Morgan. Oh yeah. He's, he, he's uh, his, uh, yes. His, his interview is actually going live in two days from this recording. That's awesome. Love that dude. So one of the things that I heard him say was, and I, and when he said it, I was like, that's it. And he said, what we can't be with will not let us be. Mm. What we can't be with will not let us be. That goes for us. So if I can't be with myself without the television on and my face glued to social media, right? That's an indicator that if, if I have to have some form of distraction, I'm not willing to be with myself. So there's something in me that I'm not willing to be with. That's probably true, right? Maybe there's something that you actually really want, but you're afraid to ask for it. Maybe there's something that you'd actually like to let go of. And more often than not, people don't want to get still and quiet and listen because they're afraid at like whatever comes up into the light, they think, oh my gosh, like if I discover that I don't want to work in this job anymore, then that means they have to do something about it, right? That's the biggest fear is if I sit with myself mm -hmm. to hear what's really going on with me, what's really true, then I'd be a fool not to change or do something different. Or I would discover just how horrible I talk to myself on a regular basis. But what, okay, so what's the belief? It's like, so what? Like, why, so why is that even scary? What is the belief behind that that has it even be scary as opposed to just fascinating? Well, sometimes it's, it's very, uh, it's how you meet yourself in that moment of reckoning. Like when you realize what's going on for you, most people feel bad about that. Most people feel like, well, if that's what I really want, then they go down, they get in one of those non-useful listening trains and talk about all the reasons why it can't be possible for them, right? So it creates this cycle of feeling bad when really we bring this stuff into the light of silence so we can hear what's really true, right? So when I hear what we can't be with will not let us be, I add on to that and say it won't let us have peace. We can't be at peace, which is essentially what John was saying. And then I also say we can't be our greatest self. Because whatever that non-useful listening is that's under the surface is getting in the way of you having and creating what you want. There was a season in my life personally where being like a female breadwinner was, there was a really fun narrative about that. And there was a community that was created around it. And all of these women were coming together. And this was, you know, shortly after the first, you know, economic collapse where a lot of men lost jobs and women were stepping up and, it, it, it was like, there was this story, a listening about what it meant to be a female breadwinner. And then if you're not careful about who you're listening to, that story creates, and it can create your spouse in a negative way. But if you're willing to get still and listen for what's true, right, you discover something completely different. There was a handful of women, women that I was with that discovered, oh my gosh, like this has nothing to do with my spouse and everything to do with my gifts and talents, being able to provide for my entire family. Let's him off the hook, takes this person out of being less than their gene. Does this make sense? It's all from a listening. So I create you through my listening. I create myself through my listening. I create other people <laughs> through how I listen. And it's happening all the time. But if I'm not aware of that, 
then I just go down this path that's not useful. And it, I just keep butting into what I don't want. But if I'm willing to slow down long enough to listen for what's actually going on, what's really true, it often looks very different than whatever the heck I was talking about before I pushed the golden pause button. Are you familiar with Vanessa Brewers? I am, but only through her podcast or her Facebook Perfect. Live. Because, the yeah. because it, yeah, I, I don't know if it's called podcast or it's Facebook Live. I guess it's kind of the same thing, right? But it, um, it's called... Practical Pract Magic. Yeah, you, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. You just reminded me of that, right? Because you also said you can create anything from listening. You can, yes. That's what you said. You said you can create anything. Anything. From listening. <clears throat> and I'm reminded of the conversation, the conversations that she has, you know, which is like magic. Um, and, and, and one of the mantras that I came up with after a phenomenal, miraculous, magical trip um, to A-Fest. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with A-Fest? Mind Valley event? <clears throat> it was over in Sardinia. And then I went off into the Greek islands and, and just co-created magic alone with no itinerary which was the advice of my mom. She said, mm. after A-Fest, you're going off. You, son, are going island hopping in the islands of Greece. This is my mom right there. The day we were reunited, Aww. my birth mom I was adopted at birth and we were reunited 13 years ago. So that's the day we were reunited. And she's an intrepid world traveler. She said, I'll tell you exactly what you're doing after A-Fest in Sardinia. You're going island hopping alone mm. with as little luggage as possible, all kinds of interpretations of luggage. <laughs> and... <laughs> And, you, and that, there it is. And so it created all, all this magic. And uh, the mantra that I came up with from that experience is magic is all there is. It is the constant in this equation that we call life. The variable is my ability to slow down enough mm -hmm. and vibe high enough. I'm going to add to it now and listen well enough to co-create with the magic. Love it. Yeah. I love that because it's true. Like if I'm listening and I'm open and I'm still, <clears throat> excuse me, long enough to, to first and foremost recognize what's going on inside of me, right? Then I can, I can bring myself fully into the present moment and listen from a place of not being defensive, not creating you as a bully or whatever, or just some guy who's trying to do, right? Like, because yeah. that's, that's what I mean. Like everything is created through listening. So from a mental toughness perspective, I want to be very, very, very comfortable listening to myself, especially when it's uncomfortable, especially when I don't like what I'm hearing, I'm thinking about myself, right? I wanna get so proficient at that because I know that at any given point in time, the only thing that's in my way is a thought, a non-useful listening. So how do I practice that? I love that, I love that. So help, help us understand, like, like from the very first step, like as, as basic as possible, how do I do that? How do I, get, how do I get better at listening to myself? So I'll give you a, a hack, if you will. Oh, so I've got, an, I've got an acronym for you. Oh, good. Um, so the acronym, I picked this up from a speaker training many, many years ago. And the, the woman who was doing the training talked about how let's say you give a talk and at the end there's always like that one guy or gal that like raises their hand and wants to like challenge whatever <laughs> you just talked heckler. about. The heckler, right? Mm -hmm. And more often than not, and this is in life, right? If, if we're triggered or if somebody's coming at us or something rubs up, a rub, we run into something we don't like, we have one of three responses, right? fight where it's like, no, let me tell you why you're wrong because I'm the expert here and I'm the master listening. And like, that's one response. I've never done that. So I just want to be really, <laughs> really clear about that fight flight, right. Where you maybe acquiesce and you're kind of like, okay, no, no, no. I, I get it. I see, you know, um, or you freeze, like you literally don't know what to do. So it's the standard, like fight, flight, or freeze. Right. But the acronym that I was taught was STAY, S-T-A-Y. So you're asking me, how do I practice being with myself, listening to myself? I want to stay, meaning stop thinking it's about you. Oh, yeah. 
stop thinking it's about you. And people listening might be like, well, that's confusing because you're telling me to listen to myself. Yeah, the truth of who you are, <laughs> not this created identity of yourself, like what's really true. So in the speaker context, right, if I don't take it personally, I can be with something that's got me feeling very uncomfortable. I can just remind myself, stay, be in this moment. I can, I can ask a question, tell me more about that. What did you mean when you said, or if I'm hearing you correctly, you see it this way. I can put myself in somebody else's shoes if I'm staying with them long enough. Does this make sense? Yeah. In business, it's great too, especially I was coaching somebody who was asking about um, like proposals and fees or whatever. It's like, listen, I just want to stay with somebody long enough to know what's going on because it's never about the money. But if I start thinking it's about me and all these non-useful listening trains come through, then it's like, okay, well, it was really great working with you. It's like, no, I just want to be in there, not to be some creepy salesperson, but to hear, to listen mm. for what this person really has going on. Because if it's not about me, mm. I can stay with anybody. I can sit in a room with the most uncomfortable conversations knowing this is nothing to do with me. And the other person is creating from how they're listening to whatever it is that's coming up. So I can be with anything and anybody. And right. I'm the worst person to call if you're in a crisis because I'm probably not getting on the crisis train with you, which would also argue I'm probably a really good person to call right. Right. <laughs> when things right. are crazy. But if you're looking for somebody to join you on the caught up train to negative, wherever you're headed, it's not me. Cause I'm listening for like, what is really true? What would you love to create? Like, let's slow all of this down. <laughs> you are very needed in, in business meetings. <clears throat> I do a lot of work with um, large companies and uh, leadership teams. And they have a lot of meetings. I know. <laughs> I mean, you, work, you do work in that realm? Where, like, I mean, you'd be- a I have, yeah. Uh, it's not your cup of tea <laughs> because I can just see you just being the, like, like the part, like you just attend and go Oof, and just really taking these notes and then start to educate everybody on, on like how, like the 9,000 things that they could do to have that be so much more productive. Yes. Strengthening listening, how, how much easier it can be to co-create what they're struggling to create if their listening's better. Yes. Yeah. And if they're creating their listening in advance of those meetings that they don't even want to go to half the time. So it's like, well, <laughs> let's get back to let's, that. Let's okay, get back ahead. to that. Okay. Cause I don't feel like we, sure. you said it before. I don't know if we spent enough time on that because I love that. I'm very interested in that is to create. So the creating let's, let's explain, define what does that mean? Creating the listening before the call begins, before the conversation begins, before the event begins, right. Before the confrontation begins whatever the event is, creating the listening. What does that mean? It means stop thinking it's about you. So I can stay in the room. I can hear something I've heard before and decide that I'm going to hear something new the second time around. I can be fully present to listen for what hasn't been said. I can be fully present to ask myself, uh, is my presence even required in this meeting? And if the answer is no, I can be proactive and find a way to say, listen, I've thought about this, here's what's happening. And this, for this reason alone, I'm not gonna be participating. So you guys go on ahead. So this is what I mean by like, if I have non-useful listenings that I'm supposed to be everything to everybody and I have to show up and do all of these things, that's gonna create a lot of chaos, hmm. right? But if I can slow down and say, what would I really love? Then that is me creating my listening in advance. Or if I really wanna hear Chris, like I really want to understand like what's important to you. I get it. It's like host, audience, guest, right? So if I wanna listen from the place of this, this he really wants to serve everybody who's listening. And then I listen from that place. But I can, um, I know we spoke uh, a few months back and I had shared an exercise that I was doing in the listening workshop over the summers. Um, 
because after the killing of George Floyd, everybody was running around talking about nobody's listening to each other. And it's like, well, how are they? They don't even know how, like they're just breathing and not even realizing there's this whole other dimension to listening. And the whole essence of that workshop was to wake people up to what they were really listening to. And I didn't make slides for today, but I did put a couple notes on index cards if you'd like to play. Yes, yes please. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna hold up a card and you're gonna read it and just watch what happens as you listen to what's on the card, okay? And I'll just say it, but I'll try to, I'm going to say it neutrally because that's how subtle this listening work is, right? I wanna, I'm gonna do my best to not have any type of, are you ready? I am ready. COVID-19. Are you, are you asking, maybe I'm, I'm not, not asking, asking you a question. I'm, I'm, there's things going on in your head and I can yeah. see that because your eyes, right? I can, listening with my eyes. So you have listenings going on in you about COVID-19. Yeah. I haven't said anything about it yet, but imagine if I were going to be talking about it, that's in there. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. It's not wrong. I'm just bringing your awareness to like what happens when we listen with our five sentences. Baby boomer. Senses. Baby boomer. You got some listenings about baby boomer? Yeah, yeah uh, I do. You don't have to say them. You don't have to say them. That's the purpose of the exercise. Okay, so, so for people that are listening and not watching, I'm reading the yes. cue cards that are coming up and I'm saying them and you pay attention to your listening as well as I say it, so as if you're reading it. Santa Claus. TikTok. Donald Trump. Kamala Harris. That's it for now. It was short, but in the workshop, it's longer. There's images. It's not just words, but tell me just what, you don't have to say specifics, but what did you experience just with a word on the page? Tons of a huge, a broad, um, a ton of a different emotions, right? Like mm -hmm. judgment, gratitude, celebration, uh, fear. And yeah, so like a pretty broad spectrum of emotional responses. Yes. So what I want to wake people up to is that's what's going on all the time. So how can I listen yeah. deeply mm -hmm. if I'm caught up in the emotional roller coaster? Mm -hmm. I can if I'm willing to recognize, oh, I'm caught up in this roller coaster. Let me take a step back oh. on the platform, oh. uh -huh. get still and create my listening in a way that is useful. There's, that's so perfect. Like that's really practical. Okay, can you hear that? Yeah. So, all right, so like what's my listening there? There's a fire listening truck. Saved. <laughs> hmm? Go ahead, you tell me yours and I'll tell you what I was thinking as I heard the siren. Uh, that I hope whatever's going, I hope people are okay. I hope whatever that event is that they're okay. I was thinking listening saves lives. Nice. <laughs> So the practice then, let's back that up a step. Mm -hmm. It was right before the first responders blessed us <laughs> with another example. Uh, the practice is to so slow down. Yes. And even notice. So I love that exercise. So just notice, right? Kamala Harris. What, all right, what do we got? What's my story? Because that's noise. That's that's noise. So whatever comes after that, I'm arguing it's hard for you to really hear it, take it in all five senses, because you're already down the path of whatever you think as a creation from you yep. about Kamala Harris, right? The first time I did the exercise, I think I shared this with you. Um, I had all the Zoom cameras on and the I forgot. I didn't forget. I didn't know. It was the pilot, right? 
and um, <laughs> I hear people grunting and like <gasps> gasping and like there was mm. a picture of like Kanye West and it was like I was like everybody turn your cameras off mute your microphones please do that thank you right thank god it was a core group of you know current clients right and what it when I asked the questions at the end like do you even know this person have you ever had a conversation with this person right like and, and people are so can have such strong convictions about Santa Claus, right? Santa Claus is totally neutral, but our thinking, our listening, yeah. we create it as positive or negative and that creation creates. And that creation can break a relationship. It can break a heart. It can mm. build a relationship. Mm. It can create one that flourishes. Does this make sense? Yeah. Because we're listening all the time, but it's like, if I don't realize that my listening is creating my state of being, or my listening is creating how I see another human being, that's what I mean by we, we, we lose when we don't listen. You know, so right before, I forgot about that exercise, right? Because um, I think it was March, and this is mid-May. Um, I was listening. I took notes. You said you wanted to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I, now I remember that. And I'm teasing you. Please know that. I know you are. And I think I actually had notes that I didn't access. <laughs> I swear to God, I think I have Don't notes. worry. I'm, I'm just, I this know. is so much better though, is it not? I, yeah. Well, so here. <laughs> found them. Stay. Oh, and then they actually say, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. What do I need the notes for? I got you. So, exactly. Right. But also to your point, like, what if I don't do this? Yeah, but like right. anytime, yeah, but comes in, look at that. Well, yeah, but just kidding. So <laughs> when, right before we did the exercise, before yeah. we started, you said, are you ready? And and if, if I had slowed down just a skosh more, I'd say, I'm a little nervous. Because mm. I don't know what, because here I'm doing it. I'm the one doing it in front of all my audience. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's happening. I didn't even know what the instructions were. I wasn't clear. I didn't know if I was supposed to stay stuff or not. And I'm like, what is she going to throw up here? And what am I going to do? And like, how's this going to go? And uh-oh. But that's where your listening is, right? Going back. But it's a good listening because you care about your audience. You care about your host. You care about your, like, it's a useful listening. And to your point about slowing down just to scotch more, right? Mm -hmm. It's when I'm slowed down enough practice, 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 I don't judge myself. I'm not saying you did this, but if I'm not clear, I'm going to say, no, I'm not ready. Can we rewind? Because I want to listen to that voice that says, wait, <laughs> right? Or hold up. Mm. Like, I want to listen to that, especially if I'm not, you know, be one thing if I said, here's an exercise on intuition. Tell me the first word that comes to mind. And you were like, wait, I'd be like, no. Right. But this was like, are you ready? And this is what I mean by our listening creates, but all the time. So I just want to get more and more practiced at being more and more honest with myself, more and more mm. loving to myself. Right. Yeah. So I wasn't ready. And that's okay. I know, but I want to slow it down to, to acknowledge that. Cause that's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's okay. And, uh, and I'm very fascinated by this because that was, I mean, look at the irony. Um, or maybe it's not ironic. It's just, it's the whole point, which is that you said, are you ready? And I wasn't ready because I didn't understand exactly what we were doing. And I had these, this noise. Yeah. Imagine all those business I meetings say, well, you were talking about. Right. Right. <laughs> Every person in there is experiencing that. They're like, am I ready? Yeah, go ahead. Right. Okay. And they're thinking about their three o'clock because it's two thirty. Yeah. Okay. So so that's a big thing. Right? I got a right. lot of people in this audience whose careers are that. Mm -hmm. Well, they created that through their listening. I understand that. I thank you for saying that. Thank yes. you. <clears throat> <laughs> Appreciate the backup right there. Yes, they're creating it. And as they continue to choose that and create that for themselves and that schedule is boom, 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 boom. And they're not present and they're thinking about their, you know, in five minutes, they have a call that will start in five, like, and it'll probably, they'll probably be a minute late for it. Right. Okay. Cause that's how everything's scheduled up and people buy into that. 
Right. And right. As if that's like the way it should happen. And it just is. Right. Yeah. And so like, let's just assume that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. Let's just, just for thoroughness sake, we're going to assume that that approach to scheduling is not going to change. Mm-hmm. All right. So people who are participating in that, do you have any advice for them on how to be present in that sort of, in that delete sort of, in that chaotic schedule? So this is a tough question because I believe that you can create whatever you want. And I tell this story often, I think it was 2017 or 18. Um, I was in one of those back to back to back meeting days. And I remember I had reached out to Steve Hardison for a be with session. Okay. And um, I saw this email come through that was like, Teresa, I'd love to speak with you. We can meet today, it was like an hour from the moment that the email came in or tomorrow at this time. And I'm sitting in this meeting with a bunch of interns at the time at Ford, right? And I'm like, okay, hey guys, something came up, I'll be right back. Went into a conference room, had the call. So I never want anybody to ever feel like they're a victim of their calendar. I am going to answer your question for people who might not be willing to just step out and leave, but I want people to know that they have that capacity to create whatever they want at any given point in time, okay? But what I will say is you control your calendar. So if you don't want the meetings back to back to back, or if they are back to back to back and there's no room to go to the bathroom or anything like that, then create it then ask for what you need. When you come into the session or the next meeting, it's, I just came off of another call. I'm gonna take a five minute break. You guys can start without me, right? And I'll be right back. Or I might, if I know a call is gonna be in uh, 30 minutes and they keep doing this back to back, I'll block the call for an hour. So I have space between, does this make sense? And if people are throwing meetings up on everybody's calendar, now they can't do that because you're already in a meeting, even if the meeting was only 30 minutes. Does that make sense? Yeah, but the belief that, I, that I'm trying to help people with is, is that they can't, like that that's not an option, is to put space. Okay, so if it's, if these, it's not an- They're being given these their meetings, they're being sent. You are, you, we need you in this meeting. So- Okay. Um, so you can you can do a golden pause in 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Right. And that was literally our so as you go to down the hall or as you get into the next room, um, Zoom, WebEx, whatever you're using, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, right? To bring yourself, create your listening in advance of the meeting. Give yourself 30 seconds, 10 seconds before you turn your camera on, close your eyes. Set a timer for 10 seconds, 30 seconds. How do I want to, what do I want to create from this meeting? Clarity, turn your camera on. I love that. No, right? I, I like, love that. Yeah, it's great. I don't do well with victim mentality. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Good. We <laughs> need you to do well with that, right? I'm joking. And I want to, and I'm, and I, I am, I am empath. I am, what's the word? I do have empathy because I understand that environment, right? And I also had to have an experience of my own that showed me that it's all created. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, that is, I hope that makes sense to everyone listening, right? Taking the ownership. Mm-hmm. That this is my creation, right? This, this, my life isn't happening to me. So, uh, yeah. And I like, like going into it. I love the golden pause. Mm-hmm. And, and I also like something I thought while you were speaking is, is letting people know in advance, like I have a hard stop. I know this meeting is scheduled up until three, but I'm, I'm out at 2.50. Correct. So let's get really focused here or 2.45 or whatever. Let's just get it all done. Let's get it done. But I'm out at 2.45 because I got a three. I'm going to be infinitely present for that. And that will create other people's listening of we don't have time to dilly dally and let's just cut to the chase here. Yeah. Right? Because... That's a lot of people are trying to what win friends and influence people, and then they look up and they haven't done their work. <laughs> so, yeah. but I, I'm I am I am sensitive to that. So I think no, it's, it's I want to I want to create my listening in advance of everything that I do because I know what's going to create in my state of being, and I also know what's going to create other people. 
And if I'm not clear, I'm going to say I'm not clear. Or if I'm not, like, I'm not just going to show up to something, not knowing what we're supposed to be doing and also not knowing who I am. You know, (laughs) you just reminded me one more story. Just reminded me. Sure. Dear, dear friend of mine, one of the most important people in my life, uh, Dr. Allison Arnold. She's my former business partner. We started our business together right after grad school. And uh, she has traveled the world, lived with monks in monasteries in Nepal and, and Tibet and all this stuff. And um, spent two weeks in silence. She does some deep work. And I remember when she would come into the office and just sit down and plop down on my couch in my office. And I'd be like, and we call each other dude. We just go, dude, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I go, dude, how are you? And she would go, <sighs> how am I and then whatever the truth was and I was just watching do that I know how good is that right imagine imagine the relationships you could create with people if you literally slow down and said how am I I obviously don't want to do this with everybody you run into right but if you really honestly answered think about the quality of the conversations that you'll have from listening to yourself in that way and then listening to somebody else my teacher who I was telling you about in grad school, Dr. Rick Bommelier, he's the one who said the quality of your life is directly related to the quality of your listening. So if I'm going to listen on the surface level, I'm going to have a pretty surface level life. Oh, yeah. Nice. Right? Nice, nice. Rumor has it that you've got a book coming out soon. <laughs> That's just word yes. on the street. Is there any legitimacy to that rumor? There is legitimacy to it. Um, it's been a it's been a journey. It's been a journey. So this is being and it's recorded. still it's sure. Go no. ahead. No. No, I was just laughing at myself because there it's been it's been an absolute journey, and I'm actually working with a coach right now to get this thing out of okay. me. Do you want to um, talk about yes. Is the title secured? No today. All right. So what is it today? Just listen, creating confidence in yourself, others, and God. That's an amazing title. Just listen. Yeah. Just listen, creating confidence in yourself, others, and God. Yes. Confidence meaning trust. Oh, oh, okay. Roger that. Right. Okay. Because it comes from the Latin confidere, confidere, meaning inherent trust, right? So if I trust myself from, if I practice listening, Uh, I will go ahead. No, it's just a cool, it's a cool title. It's an interesting use of language there. Yeah, because if I'm practicing listening to myself over and over and over again, I'm going to trust myself like nobody's business to say, I don't get it or tell me more, or I might be nervous about something, but I'm still going to speak it because it's gone through a solid clear filter of what's true. Does that make sense? Yes. Same thing as I listen to other people, I can trust them because guess what? It's not about me and I can be with them. And same thing with God, right? I'd argue every listening from God is useful. So, <laughs> Okay. So I already know that this is a, a podcast episode that I am going to be re-listening to before certain work that I'm doing with my uh, clients. Mm on listening and leadership and scheduling. (laughs) I'm going to send you a funny video on active listening. Okay. I can't wait. Thank you. It's, it's, I I say, this is not what listening is. It's like, you can link to it if you want. It's a scene from the, it's a clip from the office. Oh, (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. All right. So then include funny link. Yeah, this is not what listening is. It's a scene from The Office with Dwight learning how to actively listen. (laughs) Sorry. The Office. Right? All right. Now, where should people go to follow you? Uh, They can follow me on Facebook. I don't necessarily have a business page. So, Teresa Watts, W-A-T-T-S Campbell. It's hyphenated on Facebook just so the people from my past can find me. But I am Teresa Campbell. Um, or you can sign up for email updates at herlifeherlegacy.com. Gotcha. Cool. We'll put all that into the show notes. Thank you. This was great. It was very cool. This was really, really great. <laughs> like a million nuggets. Like talk about mic drops. We got to order a whole new box of mics. 
Thanks, Coach. Microphones are very expensive in case you've ever dropped one. That's why I use these cheap gloves. Really, really thank you so much for this. Thank Lots you. of gifts, huge gifts, big gifts. So you just, it's like, you just helped me serve my tribe so beautifully. Awesome. So that was the goal, right? That was the mission. We called it. We didn't have to worry about it. We that listening itself. before we got started. <laughs> right? Exactly. You rock. Thank you. Thank you. I think, I think we're going to have her back. <laughs> there, man, that was a lot. Whew. Well, I love that. Right. There's so many great takeaways. She was riffing. You know, one, right after we hung up, something came up. You know, we just chatted up a little bit and uh, and we came up with this phrase that could be a new shirt. The practicality of spirituality. That might be our next episode. She and I. Uh, you can create anything from listening. What we can't be with will not let us be. Well, thank you, J.P. Morgan, for that will not let us be at peace, will not be our greatest self. What we can't be with will not let us be at peace. What we can't be with will not let us be our greatest self. Stay. Stop thinking it's about you. The golden pause. That's clutch. Get cool with silence. I'm looking forward to the link she's going to send from the office. <laughs> All right, my friends. That was great. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Uh, and until Thanks for tuning in, of course. And until next time, pray miracles.